0: This is Romancing the Zone, a podcast about a podcast about boys playing tabletop games. I'm Nell Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey.
1: And I'm Ann Kern.
0: Let's roll. 12.
1: Not too bad. All right. It's the 13th.
0: But again, we're back to this system where 12 is actually excellent. Oh, that's true. So it's like
2: the best. Yeah.
0: Welcome back to Kepler, everybody. Yay. Yay. Very thrilled on this show to be back here at Amnesty. We are excited. We genuinely are. We are very excited about Amnesty. As soon as that music started up, I was like, Yeah, this is gonna roll. Let's
1: do it. Good. Yeah, I do I do have a soft spot
2: for this particular theme.
0: Yeah.
2: I like this one. The way we start off with Griffin just painting Mm -hmm. this amazing word picture about a kid sneaking into the high school to get his laps in so he can be a total boss at the meet later that week. It's mm-hmm. so good and so spooky, and then to top it off with him getting... Like, it's it's such... And Anne, I'm sure you can speak to this. This is probably just the same as the beginning of a Supernatural episode, where, like, kind of calm, kind of nice, and then suddenly pulled into the water. Like, I swear I've seen this yeah. before. But I also yeah, I' pretty sure I haven't like yeah. I mean, I think if I've learned anything from genre TV, it's that you should
1: never break into your school swimming pool at night. Something know. bad always yeah. happens. You're gonna get pulled under. But yeah, I, it is like uh, they they call it they call it the teaser. Usually, it's that those first five minutes there's this running down yeah. the supernatural fandom about not wanting to be the character that dies in the first five minutes of of supernatural. <laughs> and he does survive this experience, so he's he's ahead
2: of the game already. I was so scared they were gonna kill him too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) I listened to a lot of my favorite murder for, so for like a hot Mm. second, I forgot what, like that, it was a genre difference and I was like, (laughs) bye Calvin. Oh wait, no, we're listening to The Avengers Zone. Oh yeah, he's fine. He got out of the water. Good.
2: And to be fair, we just came off of an arc where the first thing they did was kill a kid. That's true. In the street. And maybe he wasn't a kid, but Calvin makes it and I'm very happy That he was able to scurry out. Great, great job in setting the scene and getting us like right back into Kepler perfectly.
0: Certainly. And after they do this little painting of our opener here, they kind of hash out a bit where they left off just to remind everybody. And again, the point is brought up about the fact that these characters from Sylvain are monsters and... Alternative beings. Right. We need a better word for it. I don't love that either. I think that's a mouthful. I don't love it. So, uh, I wondered if any of us had any other ideas of what we could call our monster friends. I think we should call them Monstros.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: I thought that was a cute name.
2: I think we should call them Monstars. Hmm.
0: <laughs> An exciting name. Wow.
1: I don't, I don't have a third to one-up that. Every every oh. time they talk about Sylvain, <laughs> I think about the um, Sylvanian families figures from the
0: 80s. <laughs> and... <laughs>
1: Which is unrelated.
0: They're all just very cute and tiny now.
1: Yeah, and flocked.
0: They all have a fine fuzz about them. So that'll be our third term. Maybe that'll be our pull. Which one (laughs) should we use? (laughs) Well, speaking of, and then speaking of our cute flocked families here, we have Audrey and Danny out in the woods. This is where we, we pick back up with our heroes.
2: And they're looking for ramps. Which I was with Aubrey. (laughs) I'm like, oh, looking for some sick skateboarding places. (laughs) And would never have gone to onions because I've never heard of an onion called a ramp because I'm not from Appalachia. I had Mm -hmm. never heard of it. They they do grow other places in
1: the east. Um, but yeah, ramps is the specifically West Virginia term. I mean, it, it it exists outside of there. I had heard of them before. They're not technically onions. They're similar. They're kind of like scallions. They're, they're kind of like leeks, but they're not directly yeah. related. So they're they're like- closest to green onions. Okay. And they they've become very very popular in the last few years, and now they're worth like twenty dollars a pound because you can't really cultivate them; they're they're harvested wild. So like oh, a truffle, so it's like mushroom hunting. Yeah, like hunting. a truffle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And they actually, I'm surprised that they didn't mention. I else. I I did look them up, um, having heard of them before. Huntington actually has a ramp festival, which is called <laughs> Stinkfest.
0: Oh my God, I'm so sad I am i don't live close enough to just drive over to Stinkfest now. I was going to
2: say, hey guys, I'll meet y'all at Stinkfest. I mean, those have God, got to be great t shirts. Live
0: episode from Stinkfest 2018.
2: <laughs> and send me that link. I will figure this out. <laughs> I have to go to Stinkfest now. But he was, uh, Griffin was correct that they
1: are, in fact, a spring thing. They They were popular because they were like. The first vegetable that you would see, the first bit of green as, as okay. winter started to thaw. No,
0: I like that. That's romantic. Well, that's lovely.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and it stinks up your whole house. Just yeah. Like yeah. Love.
0: <laughs> okay. So luckily we have Aubrey here as the listener's mouthpiece um, to get some more information on the Sylvanian families. <laughs> and bless Travis for doing this. As he was asking yeah. questions, I had more I wanted to ask, just kind of like nudging him. <laughs> like, Trav. Hey, trap, Now ask her why they came here in the first place. Okay. Right now, ask her what like, made her exile. So yeah, right, Trev, Trev. <laughs> what made them? So my thought here was, and this is just me spitballing off of what we've gotten. So once you lo- leave Sylvain, you can't go back because they've talked about like these wars and these battles that they've had with humans. Do you think that these Sylvanian families got stuck over? in some sort of conflict or if maybe they were helping dumb dumb humans because humans are usually useless. Well, they,
1: they said when they were over there, they when they were talking to Duck, they mentioned there being a lot of rules. That there that that there's this that the government or the, the power structure there mm-hmm. is is really totalitarian. So I got the impression that the exile was some sort of punishment, potentially, that that there was something so you that... you think
0: maybe they did something? Yeah, that
1: they had trespassed in some way, although it sounds like we're kind of looking at this, this power structure being bad guys. What?
2: Did my sweet baby Barclay do?
0: <laughs> I'm going to guess he's a fucking ringleader. Well, this actually kind of brings me into this other um, theory that I came up with, which isn't a far reach here. I'm not, like, going to blow anybody's mind with this. But maybe this goes hand-in-hand hand with what you're saying, Anne. So it seems to me like... Knowing that they can't cross the actual barrier, that like Minerva has concocted this way or works with people who've concocted a way to skirt around that rule mm-hmm. and make connection with people on Earth while still not going through the gate.
1: Yeah. We don't know for sure that that's where she is, but it certainly seems like they were right. strongly hinting that was the case.
0: Right. It seems like a very good suggestion. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I wonder if maybe you are right and both of those ideas go together and maybe she is doing something that's actually very much illegal and just hasn't been caught yet. Mm-hmm.
1: That would make sense in terms of that she only has this really short time. Yeah. But it's difficult to like do. Like maybe it's but a it, weak it,
0: signal or... Yeah. 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 But
1: she may also be afraid of being caught.
0: Absolutely. So just some thoughts I had as we were talking with Danny. And these girls were hanging out before they go to the hot springs. The magic hot springs. I'm jealous of Amnesty Lodge. Oh. That sounds dope.
2: Yeah, I'm really, I'm ready to book a reservation at this right. place. Let's go. So here's my question: Why are the McElroys so against giving us established <laughs> vampire lore? They just want me to wonder forever about their vampires. In the last three <laughs> sessions, we've had different iterations of vampires, and I have no idea what to think at this point. Is one of them a vampire? <sighs> McElroy's. Dear
0: Griffin, are you guys
2: like hiding? Which in one of plain you sight? is a
0: vampire? <laughs> yes, we're on. Love always. No. I do have
2: one more question again about what Danny is saying. So let's yeah. let's see if we can unpack this. So she's saying the only Sylvanians or monsters or alternative beings or monsters Monstros. or I can't monstrous whatever we go with they're mm-hmm. at the lodge, and does that mean just Thank the ones yes. in
0: Kepler? That was my my other question.
2: Or are there none anywhere else? In which case, where did all the stories come from about vampires and werewolves and other Well, this is
0: exactly where I was wanting to be like, Travis, also ask this. So, like, we know here, (laughs) yes, all of the monstros that have come out of this gate live here at Amnesty Lodge. But then I'm like, but we know that there are other gates. So does that mean that sprinkled throughout the world, there are other little collections of monstros yeah yeah
1: i think that was what they were going for i mean i i don't think griffin wants to reveal too much about this like off the bat certainly um but yeah i think we can conclude that and that may have had something to do with mama's mission as well that she may have gone to Mm -hmm. one of these other enclaves um but yeah i think that the main point of that was was just making sure that we know that there's not like they're not everywhere it's not like you go to the grocery store right. and you're like, is that person
0: from Sylvain? Is you, that- <laughs> okay. You won't be like Griffin seeing a vampire in a car just chilling. Or will you? He <laughs> puts down his glaive.
2: <laughs> I thought of him. I'm driving around with a glaive in his car just ready to take him out. Is the best visual of 2018.
0: Doesn't everybody do that? (laughs) I mean, you have to stay armed in some way.
2: And suddenly very (laughs) self-conscious.
0: She puts away Mm -hmm. her own blade. No, we're good. (laughs) So let's move over to Duck. And I want Duck's intro here to be, like, in the movie, in my mind, it's starting with an 80s montage, like one of those training montages, but it's just very loose, like, I'm going to jog this path today.
2: (laughs) But, like, still that hardcore music.
0: (laughs) Yeah but it just, like, barely just going. Just him sort
2: of shrugging.
0: <laughs> exactly. 80s yeah. ballad, it's just clips of him, like, eating eating a healthier dinner today. And, like, here he is swinging the sword around a little bit. And then, like, it would come back to him and the sword later on, only this time it's the same scene, but now they're just shouting at each other. Like, that is what I want. And it's all set to this, like, 80s power ballad.
2: I, I love this. Thank you. I need someone to do this
1: now. So good.
2: <laughs> yes, please. Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah training montage certainly yes so, <laughs> so it's so realistic like a dance scene in honestly the that that he's like oh well i guess i'm
1: i guess i'm gonna be the chosen one now i guess i'll go to the gym but probably not every week
0: like a little bit maybe yeah, I'll, maybe i'll go for step. the froyo
1: instead of the ice cream
0: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> and i love the idea of minerva showing up every day and and being like his like his his spiritual fitbit <laughs> like hey did you close
0: your rings today <laughs> duck newton did you close your rings today
2: you've got two thousand more steps duck newton did the fireworks
0: go off (laughs) so that's duck done just kidding when he (laughs) now we can move over to ned there's so much i think packed into especially duck's little portion here also as always here's another quick bravo to justin the just off the top of his head i assume characters he came up with that live in the op- other apartments <laughs> oh my in gosh. the building that duck lives in was genius
1: i was so delighted that they
2: were trying to trap him and failed uh-huh
0: that dude you can't get him he will not be gotten
2: so i'd written yeah justin's character creation improv is on point i was sitting back just like oh bravo oh good work
0: right i want to know these characters Immediately. I'm like, give us more. God, Griffin, will you please tell us more about (laughs) Mrs. Pearson? He's like, I just heard of her. (laughs) I do like that he
2: wrote him down, though. He wasn't like, yeah, yeah, great. Like, I was like, okay, after the Scrivener. Yeah, and I know that
1: they set it up so that, intentionally, so that she would, Mrs. Pearson would be watching television and would never catch duck doing this, but I love the idea of having your apartment mate who, by all accounts, is probably pretty chill and doesn't really do anything out of the ordinary, and you just coming out in the backyard with the trash or something and seeing him swinging a sword around (laughs) and him having to scramble and be like, um i'm larping
0: <laughs> there's something i gotta tell you me and a couple of my friends uh we get together and we make pretend it's p90x it's the new p90x
2: <laughs> sword related that was a very good duck impression bt dubs
0: oh thank you uh
2: the visual of duck's visions the idea of using rotoscoping mm-hmm. i thought was, I was brilliant it's all
0: brilliant once again welcome to romancing the Justa, where we just here <laughs> and go oh my god do you believe this thing he did it was amazing <laughs> Justin's the
2: older brother that I don't have, that I wish I did. And fortunately, I have an excellent older sister who does do that.
0: Yeah, right. So
2: I'm not totally lost. (laughs) But no, he's so just like a lot of what he does. Like, I want to be able to do Mm -hmm. that. I want to, like, be able to pull a character out of nothing and just build a backstory and have it be legit and authentic. And that's... Yeah, it was a really
1: good visual. I think that you could have gone a lot of directions with that, and we've all seen, you know, oh, it's well, vision, vision. Is it vision, vision on TV shows when they do that, where you know they make things sort of <coughs> glowy around the edges or some or something? Like they just slap a filter on it and call it a day for the most part. Yeah, and it, and that's fine. I mean, it works, but <laughs> I, I I think saying that it was rotoscoping that it had this kind of monochrome uh, look to it. I think you immediately got yeah. A much more impressive and interesting idea of what this looks like to him. And because it's such an important story element for his character, it's really good that he did that. Even though for yeah. like a hot second, I started thinking of the Take On Me video. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's it. <laughs> it ties back into that earlier 80s montage.
1: <laughs> I did go straight back into there nice, artistic, serious interpretation. But just for a second, haha, just was a there. <laughs>
0: I want that on a shirt, but just for a second, aha <laughs> uh-huh was there. Uh, no, I'm totally with you because he's now established this thing that, like you said, it could have just been, oh, imagine uh, Saved by the Bell style. There's just a pink glow filter around the screen mm-hmm. with everything we're seeing now. But instead he took something he, and he took it that extra. No, Now <laughs> I want that. That'll be for our show. Oh, good. And he took it. Into a direction I think a lot of people wouldn't expect, and it makes it really unique and something very interesting and that we can reach back to later when it comes up again.
1: Yeah, and it made it land better dramatically, I think, because we
0: Absolutely. know that
1: the role was not great on... Uh, yeah, and that so now, <laughs> now we... little
0: oh no, when he made oh, that yes. role <laughs> was
1: so cute. That was a delightful sound. Um, <laughs> the, the sound of a DM realizing that they have an <laughs> opening to torture. <laughs> Yeah, I, but I mean it's we know this is going to come back and that it that it it sounds fairly serious. And in this mm-hmm. context, and this is a a reminder since we've been with um some other game systems as well, that in Monster of the Week, there's a big opening for there to be pretty significant consequences because the monsters as Griffin briefly mentions in this episode are designed to be more powerful than the players. And the leeway that you have for an injury is not very large either, because you really don't have mm-hmm. a lot of the equivalent of hit points. So right. the risk of something going really, really sideways is there. Yeah. Which makes it, I think it's it's much more exciting in, in this context. It is. That, mm-hmm. Oh, it's not just like, oh, maybe something bad's going to happen, but that it could be very
0: serious. Yeah. Well, we were all feeling that when the pilot for Amnesty was ending, mm-hmm. in this show, we were like... I think Duck's going to die. <laughs> we were, like, already calling we out were, characters. Right. Yeah. Because there is that weight to it. Yeah. I mean,
1: admittedly, now they've got to do a lot more episodes, right? So we've got a right. while. But... So maybe
0: Duck will stick around for a little while. I think, and now that he's training so hard to 80s hair ballads, I think we'll be, we'll be in good shape. Is there anything else we need to say about... Mr. I can't remember Duck's last name. Newton.
2: (laughs) Newton. Newton, thank you. Like Fig Newton.
0: That's right. I'll just remember it's not quite a cookie. Oh my god. He's our cookie, though. (laughs) Did you say he's our cookie? (laughs) Yes, I did. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I have to keep that part in. (laughs) Okay, so since we're hopping over to Ned here, I will just say I'm unfamiliar with radio quiet zones. Is that what they're called? Mm -hmm. They can't even have cable? Like, they can't have anything? Yeah, I guess not. But they do have the internet. Bye.
2: Right? Because he he busted out YouTube. This is one of
1: those things I should have looked up.
0: I guess we'll just look it up. I know they
1: can't have satellite television.
0: Sure. So maybe... Um, in,
1: In a rural area... A lot of people have satellite rather than cable, so it may just be yeah. Oh, girl, I know that. that you would not. That, yeah, that you would not be served by cable anyway.
2: Mm-hmm. So you would have to have satellite, which you cannot have in a quiet zone. And right. then sometimes they say the fiber is coming for five years, and then it still doesn't. That happens. Yeah, to yeah. Sorry, personal <laughs> grudges. you okay. just
0: made fire starter eyes at the camera.
2: <laughs> I have satellite internet and it blows.
0: Yeah. Oh, it does. She showed us the numbers, you guys. <laughs> Fucking yikes. <laughs>
1: The scariest thing in Kepler <laughs> is their internet connection quality.
0: <laughs> but but if a it's a real not, beast we have to
2: fight. Because it's not satellite, so it should be okay. Yeah, well, that's true.
0: That said, I will also say that as somebody who's used to having like six channels, I really appreciate things like this movie show that Ned and Kirby are putting on. I love those. I, I got like, unreasonably yes, excited. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, right? if,
1: did you guys watch any of these kinds of shows when you were kids? Did you, were you or something? I feel
0: like a little bit when we were kids. And then even the past couple years, living without cable TV, I'd leave on Svengoolie. That's where I saw that dope version of Phantom of the Opera, where at the end, Christine Dye chooses her career and fans over any of her love interests. Nice. And the two dudes who had been competing for her end up leaving arm in arm to go have dinner together. (laughs) What? This was in the 40s, you guys. (laughs) No. Hook a sister up. Okay, yeah, I'll find it. I'll leave a link for everybody.
2: (laughs) I'm very excited.
0: Anyway, I can't wait till Ned shows that one, because it's a great movie. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I I love this as a, a tie-in. I mean, it makes it makes sense for Ned's character that he's so he's such a showman to come up with something like yeah. that. I, it's it's super fun, and I and I love what they were doing back and forth with with Travis suggesting that Aubrey could just be in oh, the room my and calling from effectively off camera from our standpoint about where where things should go.
0: <laughs> it was so good.
2: I do love that they're building that relationship. That yeah. I see Aubrey yeah. as being kind of. Like, a little bit of kid sister, but, like, bossier. And I don't want to say bossy like a bad thing, but, no. like, she knows what's up. And yeah, it was such a good little little skit that Trav just kind of jumped into. I was like, oh, perfect. Well, because at first I thought it was Trav being, like, with the bell and everyone coming out in um, Dust. <laughs> I thought it was kind of that play where he was just somebody in the background. Right. And then oh, it was Aubrey. I, I was like, oh, this is even better building those bonds, making the characters work together. Like, it was so cute. It
0: was extremely cute.
2: And set up the idea that Ned is just bad at keeping secrets.
0: <laughs> this really is the perfect character for Clint, isn't it? I'm so excited to see it what is, he does him. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think
1: that Ned was going to be the one that I, I missed the most, but I think as soon as he was back, I was like, ah, oh, I miss Aww. this guy. I like him. Uncle Ned. <laughs> I got distracted for a hot second because I was thinking he did not say the name of the television program, did he? No, I And this is important because so. I want t-shirts.
0: <laughs> oh, I do too.
1: Well, and they criticize him for being bad at keeping secrets, but I think, I don't know if this was the intention or not, but having this guy who maybe has footage of a real Bigfoot then do this cheesy like late night cable access kind of show, it seems like people are going to be less likely to believe that that he's really on to something. That they're going to buy into it because it's fun,
2: right. but that they're not really right. going to
1: believe that it's real. So he might have accidentally come up with a brilliant cover. And that's and what I, I was going
2: to say. Accident is key right there, because I don't think that was like, <laughs> ooh, I'll plan this out. So we're like, great, I'll ride this wave <laughs> as long as I can. <laughs> and buy drones. drones. And to be yes. fair, I could see was like, okay, that kind of makes sense for him in the idea like, mm-hmm. I'm going to create situations, or you could use drones to get footage, and you can kind of stage that's where that I was out going, too, yeah. right? Yeah. So I was like, "No, yeah, good movement." I think
0: so too. Thumbs up, and for that I love getting the the difference in reactions from the boys when he decided that's what he was doing. <laughs>
1: you know, that's not going to go well,
2: but it's going to come back. <laughs>
1: he's gonna he's gonna lose that drone in the first five <laughs> oh. minutes.
0: Probably. It's gonna fly off into the
2: trees. It's gonna be a scuttle buddy it. situation. It's gonna get
0: fly it's gonna fly off into the trees and then immediately be like snatched up by a giant bird person. <laughs> and that's it. That's the bit. We just never they, see it again.
2: Um, oh, the one thing I could add though, Griffin does acknowledge he fucked up. Bobcat, cougar, I'm much. so glad you brought oh, yeah. that up. <laughs> I still, every time he says bobcat, it doesn't matter if he says monster giant bobcat, I see a little bobcat. So I appreciate that it's... he's like, whoops,
0: my bad. But, so, the idea that's, yes, yes, it's the arch. It's funny because, yeah, the fact that Trav says, oh, no, in Trav's mind, he knew, oh, a bobcat's tiny, but I'm just going to roll with it. So
2: it I can't, wasn't... I don't have those
1: powers. People do use them interchangeably. It's not It's not just and as... I, think, I mean, they're different things, wait, but they do use what? a lot no. of these terms interchangeably.
2: Not bobcat and mountain
0: lion. Listen, Cougar
2: and mountain lion are interchangeable. I not wouldn't.
1: bobcat. I have heard people use them interchangeably. Well, then they're... As things.
0: somebody who has not seen nature... Just kidding. <laughs> I don't go outside. Listen, my friend's husband thought that... Uh, Cheetahs and leopards were the same thing. So, I don't think so. You know what? Everybody, Griff, just don't even worry about it. You're okay because you didn't think cheetahs and leopards are the same thing. And if somebody out there also thinks that, I'm just here to kindly tell you they're not the same thing. (laughs) Two different cats
2: for sure. And same with bobcats and mountain lions. Okay, moving on though. Good job, Griffin.
0: Good job seeing your mistake and addressing it.
2: I genuinely do appreciate that, though, that he doesn't just like, well, they'll forgive me and it'll be fine. It's like, yeah, no, I did make a mistake and that's okay. Moving forward, moving on. And in the meantime, we got some pretty funny little pictures and vignettes. So Absolutely. We are all winners all in this situation. Yes,
0: Amen. Speaking of
2: winners and survivors... Someone shows up hey. at the Kryptonomica, Calvin Owens, yeah. our superstar swimmer who made it out of the scary beginning alive. Thank goodness. He uh, did live. But he goes because he knows Ned is kind of the source of, yeah, like if, mm-hmm. if weird shit's happening, go see Ned. And I like that setup. And I do too. Uh, I think he's clearly a dreamboat.
0: Everybody in his class has a little bit of crush on him, for sure. Right. Probably a little bit of a Steve
2: <laughs> Harrington type. Maybe not, though. Maybe a little taller, blonde. I don't know. Uh, moving on.
0: I was going to say, how long do you want to live in this water that you are <laughs> pouring for all of us, that you are filling it's up just, this pool?
2: That we are going to drown in. <laughs> <laughs> when Ned says, here there will be monsters, I was very delighted with
0: that. I- Please. Defo gonna need a lockup of that, for sure.
2: And then we go to my heart, my soul, my Barclay, who's such a good boy. Yeah, should I tell he that doesn't, to uh, does... Errol? <laughs> moving on, moving forward. Didn't we just talk about that?
0: Errol, what? What do you want me to tell her? <laughs> okay, I'll tell her. He says Hi. <laughs> <laughs> okay so yeah we're back to amnesty lodge it was essentially calvin shows up hey you know monsters and then ned's like let me give my crew and albert was like i'm already here let's go to the lodge <laughs> call duck duck jogged a little bit more than he would usually getting over there and now we're all at the amnesty lodge nothing happens here and we don't have to worry about it <laughs> they have a nice lunch and it was great <laughs> So, yeah, Barkley gives us all tea, and thank you so much, Barkley. It smells amazing. Uh, But so, here is where we get to establish some new stuff as well, because when Calvin's telling them, you know, what he saw and everything, genius of Justin to have Duck immediately make a misdirect and Mm -hmm. come up with a way to kind of sidestep anything, any weird happenings in the town could potentially be brushed off, or at Mm -hmm. least given some extra benefit of the doubt.
1: Well, and this this kid's scared. You know, he's going to he's gonna be okay with anything that gives him a reasonable explanation for what yes. happened. Yes. Because people are going to want to believe anything except I was attacked by a monster.
0: Certainly. And I like that we, from Aubrey, we learn, of course, Barkley's not the most thrilled with that, using footage of him fighting a teeny tiny bobcat <laughs> and using that to get more people to come into Kepler. So... I like that we've established Opry kind of helped out there. He's an old man. He didn't know. <laughs> but to Ned's credit, he may be a loudmouth, but it was clever of Clint to ask if there was anyone with a medical background that could check out Colin's ankle.
1: Yeah, he's got a weird mark on his ankle, but not like he was grabbed by a hand. Right. Yeah. And we also find out that he saw some kind of yellow, weird yellow light as well, which yeah. the other thing we know about this creature so
0: far. So not a ton to go off of, but... Enough that we saw with the opener, what we as the audience were told, and with what we are now learning from him. I think it's pretty clear here we are dealing with Morpha, the Water Temple boss from Ocarina of Time, <laughs> and we're gonna have to find its heart, and we're gonna have to hookshot it out of there.
1: <laughs> or use a drone, maybe. Yeah, Ned has a good point. Or no, it was not Ned, it was Duck. Duck has a good point that they're not they're not really super well equipped to fight a water monster although usually like water is weak against fire sometimes so i would know.
2: think opposite uh, maybe depends Hubby on which game depends on which game yeah yeah i would think fire has way more of a weakness to water
0: i mean that's how that's the pokemon rules babe mm-hmm. so
2: <laughs> well we'll always default I to mean, pokemon i mean that's that's rules. my personal life rules mm.
1: <laughs> Well, we also speaking of rules, we learned that there may be something a little strange going on with the abominations. That this one is is early. Yes, it's uh, earlier bomb than bombs. they expected it. Yeah, the bomb bombs, <laughs> <laughs> and that maybe maybe there's something a little not quite right with the rules of what they expect when this this right. happens.
0: So it sounds like things are starting to go a little off the rails, maybe in Sylvain. Mm. Yeah, something's happening, and we can only hope. My guess here is like you said, Anne. Whatever mom is dealing with, I mean, obviously it has to do with this somehow, but perhaps she's going to come back and give us some more info, more intel on what that might be. Why is this all of a sudden now not working similarly to how it has been Mm -hmm. forever?
2: I'm getting very excited for Mama's reintroduction. I think it's going to be very, like, (laughs) big, big story, epic.
0: I kind of want, like, it's going to be badass regardless, so I'm thinking even, like, something mundane like oh they were just having a movie and candy party and they look up and mom is in the doorway and she's like hey what's playing <laughs> and the, it, that's it and everybody's going to lose their minds
2: see and i always want the big damn hero entrance where like doc is struggling and then she like ah oh, suddenly is there and saves his ass she rides in on a yeah. drone i want these drones to she keep goes, coming and hey, what's <laughs> playing
0: yes yeah Mama! <laughs> I was about to do like an 80s hairband whale, and then I decided to spare everybody. Oh, We'll never get to know. Gotta
1: watch those levels.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Be mindful of those levels. Speaking of levels,
1: I want to talk about Ned pitching them all having matching the chicaners jackets, and Justin speaking from the depths of hell to prevent that being canonical. <laughs>
0: What good interaction. I think even just this moment as they are talking to this poor kid and that moment there at the end, it again, it reaffirms what I think at least I was hoping going into this, this kind of idea we've gotten of the three of them together, which like I said earlier, I feel like it's Aubrey with these two dudes who are like kind of like her friends slash uncles in a way. And so then these two having this goofy but amicable and ridiculous uh, back and forth with each other, I think was really, it, it just reaffirmed that more.
1: Yeah, I, I love the idea of them just kind of relentlessly annoying Duck.
0: <laughs> poor Duck. Everybody annoys him. Aww, poor Duck. <laughs> he just makes it so easy.
1: <laughs> and we also confirmed that his hat is canon. Because it had not, yeah. it had not been confirmed. I think up to this point, he does have a hat. Because I remember he
0: can't do the hoodie. Yeah, he
1: no hoodies, but but a hat. Yeah, because I I uh, I had spoken to my friend Chelsea, who is going to be cosplaying Duck Noon, which I'm extremely excited about. And we talked at one point I about whether or not wait. he should have a hat.
0: I just know when I was looking at pictures of Forest Rangers, most of them were wearing hats. Yeah. When I did my little like GIF of him and Pigeon, I hope mm-hmm. Pigeon comes back.
2: Yes, I hope Pete's yes. okay. I hope okay. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> right? did he ever
0: get out of that bush he was hiding? We
2: don't know. <laughs>
0: I think by now Pete may have established some sort of magical, beautiful Lothlorien style just community in the woods.
2: (laughs) I live
1: here now.
0: Or he lives in Sylvain.
1: They're just going to stumble on his nudist colony in a couple of weeks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Anne took it into the nudist elf territory. Love that. (laughs) I like that you
2: guys have decided he's an elf suddenly. He's
0: an elf. (laughs) He's calling himself that.
2: (laughs) Peter the elf. Oh, we do get Ned's full name. Ned fucking discretion (laughs) chicane junior.
1: How many how many middle names do you think he's going to have by the end of this arc?
0: Many, I hope. He's
1: going to be usador the Wizard by the end. (laughs) and Take five minutes to do his full name.
0: yeah. (laughs) By the end of it, I do want if if names just keep being tacked on here, please, please, internet father, give us at least one really good usador the Wizard intro for Ned Chicane. (laughs) Please and thanks. And our last little stinger here even concerns Mr. Ned fucking Discretion Chicane Jr. Esquire.
2: (laughs) Don't, don't, don't tempt him.
0: (laughs) A handsome gentleman walks in. And oh boy, you guys, it's the feds.
1: It's Dale Cooper.
0: Oh, (gasps) Oh, this changes everything. Oh, right, I'm definitely, I'm underlining handsome three times. <laughs> handsome, I was gonna FBI say, agent.
2: Handsome is kind of all over the place, depending on what you want, but Dale Cooper, I think, is pretty universal, so I'm down. Dale
0: Cooper is handsome in so many ways.
1: I know his name is Agent Stern, but I immediately was like, well, it's Dale Cooper.
2: <laughs> nice try, Dale Cooper, we know.
0: And uh, that'll do it for us this week on Twin Peaks. <laughs> Did you girls have anything else you wanted to add to our discussion? Anything else we didn't touch on?
2: I just want a, a mad shout out to Trav for doing that with a stomach bug. Like I would have oh, yeah, begged yeah. off and be like, "No, we'll hold off for a week." Don't know. Just no. He was he championed through it to the point where you couldn't tell at all and obviously editing happens and whatnot but and i and i immediately felt
1: responsible as soon as just for being (laughs) present at the place where he became ill even though i'm sure that i had nothing to do with it
0: i don't know Anne. you did tell us i coughed right in his face when i met him so (laughs) you may have had something to do with it i did not get sick Anne walked up and was like travis it's so nice to meet you and then just licked the donut he was about to eat so like (laughs) But then he still ate it. He was like, "I mean, this is a donut, <laughs> so you may have done it." <laughs> Anne is the murderer. <laughs> oh no! He's just gonna keep coming around. Oh, who is at the door? <laughs> Why, it's Agent Dale Cooper. He's here to take you away. I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll go quietly. Thanks. Uh, yes. Well done, Travis. Sorry, Anne made you sick. <laughs> So next week, we do have another episode, which is exciting. Mm -hmm. Uh, What does this mean for this show recording? Well, here's the thing, dear listener. We're not entirely sure yet. Ideally, we will have something for you. But all three of us will be at the happiest place on Earth at the time the show comes out. See, see, you've
1: got your Disney lore wrong. Happiest place on Earth is Disneyland. Disney World is the most magical place on Earth. And now you have to be ejected forcibly from the state of Florida.
0: (laughs) Can't we just do the shame circle? (laughs) (laughs) okay so it sounds like two of us are going to be in the magic kingdom next week uh dale cooper showing up right now to remove me from florida and that's going to do it for us for this episode uh we have answers to last week's very important poll which was what do you think garfield is and 59 people voted the winning vote with half of the votes was he is beyond one form (laughs) <laughs> Which I think fits perfectly. So. Thank you, everybody, so much for voting. And don't worry, we got another one for you. What do you think we should call our monster friends? We will have that poll up over on Twitter at RomancingZone. We'll check you next week. Until then, thanks so much for listening. I'm Mel Bailey. I'm Brittany Bailey. And I'm Ann Kern. And we've been Romancing the Zone.